We are Zoe and Catherine here. You are here with the Windows of History. Again, we would like to thank you all for checking up on us for some extra details of Chinese history. Throughout the upcoming podcast, the episode will be focusing on different topics related to ancient Chinese history, including distinguished historical events, famous historical figures, essential inventions, dynasty, and much more. Consequence information will also be made into short animations in the link below. If you feel bored or tired of our voices, you can always go and check out our animations. So back to the topic. In today's episode, we will be introducing the unique features of the traditional clothing in the Shang Dynasty and the Zhou Dynasty, and why people at that time wear them. So, what do you have in mind when you think of those two dynasties? Ah, the love story between Emperor Zhou and Daji. I could still recall how much Daji had been spoiled by her husband. Ah, such was his love that he eventually demolished the future of his own dynasty. Wait, no, the story was actually a false folktale without any source. But now that's not what we are talking about today. Let me tell you some real facts about the two dynasties. First of all, the Shang Dynasty was when slavery first started. It is about time when rigid caste system started to develop. I know this. I remember the peasants and the slaves formed the bottom of the caste system pyramid. Nobles and the emperors stood at the top and controlled the government, just like the other ancient civilizations. Indeed, before this period, people were almost the same thing since they were basically nomadic and haven't settled down. But this cult had totally changed in the Shang Dynasty. As a result, different clothing symbolized different social status. Well, let's first start with the slaves. In the Shang Dynasty, slaves were viewed as animals. Therefore, they weren't allowed to wear clothes. Even if they had a kind master, they were still only allowed to wear a belt. How brutal that was! It is a complete violation of human rights. An interesting fact, though, the majority of the slaves in the Shang Dynasty were not used to produce agricultural products, which was pretty much different from the Western slavery. Slaves at that times were used to be sacrificed. Sacrifice? Ah, they were polytheistic, weren't they? They believed in sacrificing people and animals in exchange for a bumper harvest. A little fact: the people in the upper classes believed that they wouldn't be alone after their death if their wives, slaves, and possessions were buried with them on the same day they passed away. Ah, that's quite interesting. Well, I have something more about the peasants. Evidence has shown that people in the Shang Dynasty have already gained the skills of weaving clothes with linen. Due to that fact, ordinary peasants usually make clothes by themselves. Consequently, the quality might not be so good and sometimes ragged, right? In addition, the, the choices of colors were very limited since they don't have the money to dye them. Next up, the nobles were clothes that were a lot better than those of the peasants. The texture of the clothing were a lot better, usually made with silks or animal furs. Interestingly enough, the Shang Dynasty was when they discovered the texture silk. People in Shandong, a province in eastern China, began to raise silkworms and produce much silk. However, the process of making it was still extremely complicated, and that is exactly why only the nobles and the emperors could afford to wear them. They could as well dye the clothes into different colors in order to express their wealth. 
The clothes were often decorated with embroidery, the art of needleworks. Different levels of nobles wore clothes that had different patterns and colors, which again emphasized the differences between castes. The emperor wore basically the same things, except for that he was even more luxurious and well-made. So, why do people at that time wear so distinctly? Is it because of the fact that they wanted to better distinguish the rich from the poor? Exactly. Actually, it is because the nobles and emperors wanted to demonstrate their power and stabilize the society. By broadening the gaps between different social classes, it conveyed the message that the slaves were like the possession of the Lord and they have no dignity. Ah, okay. Let us now jump to the Zhou Dynasty. In the Zhou Dynasty, people often had a feeling of superiority since they were clothes that were more advanced than that of the other civilizations. At that time, the Egyptians wore kilts and aprons around their waist, and the Greeks and Romans wrapped a huge sheet of fabric around their body. Overall, only the Chinese spent lots of time on making clothes. So, they referred to those who didn't wear fancy clothes as barbarians or other insulting words. They identified themselves from others using what clothes they wore, and they formed a sense of unity among themselves. They really valued their clothes. I've heard a story that once a student of Confucius, the greatest teacher throughout the entire civilization, was attacked by several insurgents. Throughout the fight, his hat fell onto the ground. However, he thought his hat had a great importance. Therefore, he picked up his hat and thus was stabbed by his enemy. Oh wow, it's ridiculous. Does it mean that they value their clothes and manners more than their lives? Exactly. If I had been him, I would not have done so. Also, in the Zhou Dynasty, a system similar to feudalism developed because a centralized government couldn't control such large territories. The emperor sent out trusted generals, family members, and other nobles to establish smaller states which would be loyal to the king. The system really contributed to the long-lasting period of this dynasty. Therefore, a stricter caste system that consisted more castes were developed. In the Book of Rights, there were detailed rules restricting what people with different social status could wear, what music they could play, and even what food they could eat. You know, that's their freedom. I would rather die than to live there. Same. Yet the authors do not agree. According to them, if people had followed all of the rules, the society would have been stable and happily ever after. Nope. Impossible. Rules made in the beginning of Western Zhou have been challenged several times. The noble refused to continue supporting the emperor, and they started wearing clothes that originally belonged to the emperor. In one of the noble's graves, archaeologists even discovered a pair of jade earrings that were two meters long to demonstrate their status. Can you even imagine? Two meters long! They declared themselves as emperor and thus the warring states period started. Each emperor needed to fight over territories and resources. Therefore, a new type of clothes was created. The complicated clothes of the Zhou people weren't suitable for them to fight on horseback and farm. During this period, acculturation also happened. The Han Chinese started to interact with the people who used to be considered as the barbarians by the Zhou people. 
So the clothes change from one-piece dress to a two-pieces outfit. Ah, the evolution of clothes surely does reflect the structure of this Chinese society and its history. And that will be it for today. Once again, thank you for checking up on us, and hope you learn more about the Chinese traditional clothes. Bye. Bye. Bye.